What's up, Good Morning Hospitality listeners? Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm one of your hosts, Will Slickers, and we want to promote our company, Good Morning Startups, as one of the sponsors of the show. The three of us, Michael, Brandy, and myself, have formed a company called Good Morning Startups to advise the next generation of hospitality founders and entrepreneurs. So if you are a new founder or a startup in the ecosystem of short-term rentals, hotels, and beyond, we'd love to work with you or at least hear about what you're doing. You can go to goodmorningstartups.com in order to apply to see if we are a good fit to work with you and if you are a good fit to work with us. From integration partnerships to direct connection to potential customers, Good Morning Startups is the advisory group and incubator for you. So we're really excited to form this company all because of the amazing listeners of Good Morning Hospitality. So without further ado, we're going to get you back to the episode, but check out goodmorningstartups.com in order to find out more. And back to the episode. Hey everyone, I was hoping to get this message put together sooner, but things like this unfortunately take time to set up. I just want to say that the acts of war against Ukraine break my heart, and I know as a prior service member myself that my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone who's fighting the fight that they really shouldn't have to. That being said, we have been working behind the scenes with all of our podcasts and podcast partners to put a fund together in order to pay for any refugee housing and other needs that go alongside that, like food, water, and any clothing needs. Internally, many podcasts in the Hospitality FM network have voluntarily given up sponsorship money in order to donate to the cause and are working on a unified message in order to spread throughout all of our podcasts. So this is me calling out to all of our property manager friends, industry experts, and anyone knowing of those providing lodging for Ukrainian refugees seeking safety. You can contact me directly at will, with one L, W-I-L, at slicktalkmedia.com. We have an internal document that is being updated in real time, so if anyone could share this message within your network, we'd greatly appreciate it. I'm also placing in the show notes a link to our GoFundMe and landing page for Rentals to Rescue. That's rentals.torescue.com, where we're putting funds together in order to, again, provide finances for any of these lodging and relocation needs. So thank you so much for tuning into this quick message. I hope you guys are all well and safe, as I know we have tons of listeners in Ukraine and other countries in, in Europe. So thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. My hair's okay. Your hair looks great. <laughs> uh, so while we're live, gentlemen, how's everyone's weekend? Good? Great at home this time. Again. Yeah. <laughs> we're all chilling at home. Got the coffee ready? Yes, sir. Happy all Monday. Right. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Happy Monday, everybody. Let's go. Let's do this. Monday morning, we're back, and uh, this is episode two. Pumped! I'm with the Michaels again. What is up? 
So good to see you guys. Good morning. I'm happy. Favorite, my, my favorite topic. Yeah, subscriptions. I love it. Memberships. We're going in deep. Uh, I know we kind of joked about it last week on last week's episode with the whole um, apart hotels and COVIDpreneurs were like, oh, maybe after the episode, we we're like, we should talk about subscriptions. And then it happened to be that week. We saw like three articles come out about subscription travel. So it made more, more and more sense as the, the week went on. We can, uh, we can predict the future. So by the end of uh, this, this topic today, we'll be able to know next week's headlines. Come on, exactly. Mike. I did it five years ago already predicting this. <laughs> <laughs> so this is so great. Yeah, if you guys uh, tune in to Good Morning Hospitality, then we predict the future. So this is the only spot that you need for your hospitality news because we already predicted it. It happens. We call it. Uh, that's just how we do. You know, we're just a brand new show, but we're already killing it. I love it. Um, well, sweet guys, I think this is a great way just to have, I think Michael Ross, you're the man of subscriptions. You know, you, you were talking about this five years ago. This is something that's not new to you. Um, so I would love if you would just want to take it away because we saw some articles in Skiff and CNBC about, you know, travel and subscription based memberships and how that's kind of helping throughout the pandemic and what we're seeing with the whole COVIDpreneur nomad lifestyle and now subscriptions uh, being a common travel trend. So let's dive in. What do you, what are your thoughts? What's some info that you can shed on, on our audience yeah. today? Well, when it started Bitroom, it's a bit more than five years ago. I think I just had a paid subscription of Spotify, maybe just, just then, right? It just, it just started. And when you, I always believed that transparency should come back in hospitality and to do something similar than the other ones didn't make sense. And I really believe, okay, there will be a day and yeah, five years ago, it was quite early that subscriptions, memberships, will work also in uh, in the hotel bookings, right? And of course, you have differences between memberships and, and subscriptions. I think it's a big difference and we'll discuss probably soon. But I know by creating loyalty, and I think it's really important if you want to interact with your users, maintain a long-time relationship, you can do it by having a membership. Airlines did it for years to create loyalty programs, which is, which is a membership. Um, now you can see much more going into from memberships into subscriptions. So, when we said before, I said before we go into membership economy, you go even more to maybe subscription economy nowadays. But you can see it's a completely different way of, of having a relationship with your user. Um, you can see if you're looking at any other booking platform or airline, airlines are good in maintaining a relationship. I think last time Michael said he's only flying Delta, right? Absolutely. Because he has a loyalty program, if you're loyal to the brand. Um, but if you're just using transaction focused websites, maybe it's an OTA or et cetera, it's more difficult to really build a relationship. And what we did actually is, okay, also, first of all, your, your approach, your cost of acquisition is already different. You're focusing in getting this user, uh, visitor into become a member, ideally a lifetime member, or as long as possible, and then maintain a relationship. So also your whole way of communicating with this user is different. Five years ago, it was in travel. Everybody said, this guy is nuts. I said, okay, we're just going to do a bedroom. Bedroom will be a membership. We're going to charge uh, users in the future, a subscription, and then in return, they can save on travel. I, I'm not sure if Amazon Prime was already there, which is now pretty common to pay a fee. Mm -hmm. And in return, you're saving on something. And now it even you go reading subscriptions, the unlimited stays because of the pandemic. So I foresee, I'm <laughs> actually that the year, I saw that years ago, it, is, it could have potential. And if you see also what is happening now, more and more companies in this field are really considering to go to this field also to maintain actually a revenue. If you're in focus on transactions and 
like we see now what what happens with the with the pandemic if you focus on transactions and there's almost non transactions there's no money coming in which is also make your company really insecure and you see companies who are doing really well as everything into of course SaaS models into B2B doing extremely well in general and now you can see this converting into consumer market and also make your company more valuable but also because also it makes more valuable because actually you're more resistant to to crises like this because you have a recurring income so yeah. i love the topic and i could talk maybe this whole episode but let's uh, <laughs> well, let's I, on the i've got a few questions <laughs> for you michael what um what kind of demographics are buying subscriptions and and do demographics are are they attracted to different types of subscriptions or or perks yeah Good question. Actually, we were testing a lot, and we're still testing on this a lot because there's a huge difference in, in Americans and, and Europeans, and within Europe, there's a massive difference between Italians and Dutch people and, and people from the UK. It's a massive difference. You see that Italians they don't like to pay per year; they want to pay monthly. You can see Dutch people; it's really difficult to convert, but as soon as they convert into paid, they never go; they always stay forever. So the easiest to convert are the people from the UK, but also you have to make sure that you maintain a relationship, otherwise they leave. So you can see pretty big differences between, uh, yeah, countries actually. Are, are they business travelers? Are they young individuals that can live a digital nomad life? What, mm -hmm. like for, for me, a, a travel subscription would only make sense if my company's paying for it. Mm -hmm. uh, just because I am an American and we have two weeks vacation a year, right? Yeah. So, what? Well, we build uh, ideally as a consumer brand, right? So, if we when we go to markets, okay, it's a consumer brand. Somebody want to travel. We also make sure that we that your fee is actually reasonable, right? We just say, okay, we just how much is the average shaving on every booking? And we saw it's like every shaving is around thirty four dollar. So when you're charging twenty nine dollar for a subscription, it makes sense. After one booking, you have your money back. So it made sense. And so if you go full two weeks, you even just save much more. So you see, and also it also if you make a second reservation, you want to make a second booking or a second stay. The first thing you think about is us as a subscription, or you have, when you have a loyalty program. So you come back actually to when you have a relationship with. So it's also the first this is the first one you're thinking about, right? So it's this mm -hmm. also helps us in recurring booking. So you can see the people when they starting a loyalty program, you said, okay, you're loyal to Delta. First thing you think about, okay, I have to go from place A to place B. Okay, check Delta. And this is also the same what happened in any membership or subscription. So this helps us a lot. We don't have to keep spending money for acquiring users because it's already a member from us. And what well, I kind of see is like there's two, there's all sorts of different travelers. We have you know the corporate market, we have the leisure market. Yeah. Um, now we're seeing like that digital nomad life. Um, and when Oasis came out with this, you know, 1500 to $2,000 a month subscription to me, that's more like a corporate traveler who is kind of able to do meetings on zoom and on the go and can do that nomad lifestyle corporate travel. But then somebody that, you know, families that save up all year long to go to the ocean or to go to who knows where, you know, maybe six flags or whatever more like would be a um a bedroom type you know traveler mm -hmm. maybe they're, they're not they're not mm -hmm. traveling enough to spend 1500 but they can do the 29 dollars a month and then use that for the perks of their family trip or other things mm -hmm. like that the, the ones that don't travel as often um well, probably people, yeah, well, you can see of course it's like families doesn't take an oasis membership because it means they have to move all the time right you can see in our case yeah. you can see yeah you can see digital nomads who wants to keep flexibility 
So yeah. you can see if there's limitation of hotels, it's not always easy. You can see Citizen M, it's great what they did because they launched an, uh, a subscription as well. But of course, it's limited to places of Citizen M. So in our case, we have a combination actually. So okay, you can see there's digital nomads who just like, I want to keep the flexibility. You can book over 150,000 hotels. So I want to keep it flexible and I might not always travel. I might, may, might travel two weeks per month and I still have my home place, et cetera. So this is also a big audience. And we see it shifting actually when people first, the first early adapters, they were the consumers who just want to test it and just like it. Now you can see also it's moving. So you can see somebody makes a stay for a week in Greek, on a Greek island with his family. Then he see two nights, for example, in London in, in, uh, in financial district. So it probably is alone, so probably his business. And then you can see, for example, we can trip with his friends. So you can see people combining now actually and having a membership which can be used for everything basically. So it's also how you're positioning actually your membership, right? We've been keeping it pretty flexible. Of course, we see now business is, is minimal, right? You see now more the travel lovers actually, if I can give it a name more. These are the people who are still making reservations and, and signing up. They want to travel, they need travel, right? It's like their biggest passion. And so these are still, if you see the growth now in the last six months of the people who are just subscribing, it's more this area. Before you saw a combination and um, you can see also by combining subscription, this is also more and more common, right? You see people has a subscription of Lonely Planet, for example, and they're getting a bit of membership included. So those things are actually what people see can I combine membership. So this is also what I think will be next up. So maybe for next episode, like, can you see synergy, see corporations and people say, okay, I just purchased subscription A and what are there other services included, right? You see maybe some corporate between Hulu and Disney and other ones. So I think this will be more and more common as well. What uh, so Citizen M came out with uh, a subscription. It's fifteen hundred euros per month, and you get thirty nights a month. You have to stay a minimum of seven nights per location. Um, does Citizen M are they a franchise or are the properties all wholly owned by the company? Uh, just wondering, like, how hard would this be for? a Hilton or a Marriott or an IHG to, mm -hmm. to roll out mm -hmm. in a yeah. bigger way and have much more product or inventory available. I think, I'm not sure as well, maybe Wales knows, but I think they, they're owning the hotels actually. If you look yeah. at the group, I, they have I think here, yeah. and yeah. if they're franchised. That, that might be, yeah. it, it. maybe at some point uh, you're, you're buying 30,000 points per month. Right, and mm -hmm. those points fit into a system that already exists, uh, a financial system, and then it translates into room nights or, or whatever based on location yeah. and financial district in London versus Panama City, Florida. It's, it's going to be a difference of, of points, and those values already exist. That's interesting. Yeah, one of the things oh, that, that I find super interesting on subscriptions are, you know, I, I've always been remote. Uh, I've never had the benefits of the office perks, you know, the the foosball table and the beer on tap after 4 p.m. or whatever. Um, this kind of thing, a, a travel subscription that the company pays for, because I'm traveling pre-COVID twice a, a month at least, and that's a, a perk or a benefit that I can use on my own for my personal travel, and that creates you know, a, a brand differentiation for recruiting new talent for us. Uh, what are y'all's thoughts on on this as 
some type of travel-based subscription as a really big employee differentiator uh, in the future now that everybody's working from home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you can see it's getting a value, right? The first of all, just to add to the previous point, of course, you just get something in return, saving on travel, et cetera. But also, of course, you have to add much more value to it, right? If you just as a, I think that's super important just to add as a, any subscription you're taking or membership, if it's you know, a loyalty program, you don't have something extra. That's for sure crucial. But if you're looking at the uh, what you just mentioned, it's, it is changing a lot, right? If you're just going to this employer benefits, you can see now we're just closing with a huge uh, corporate and it's okay we just want to do all the bookings to bedroom because i know at least you on average you are nine to eleven percent cheaper on the states he said what more important as well is that beside this beside this it's also something nice that we can give to our employees okay we just first of all for them it's a benefit because they're saving on company cost but also in this case you're saving actually as, a, as an individual as a well if you go with your family so it also you can see it's more I think it's changing anyway that the employer also want to take care of the uh, of the employees, right? By paying for a gym, which is pretty common. So more and more you're taking care of the employees. And if you're taking care of their, for example, travel, that they can always have the best deal. You can see this is also, it's it's starting now, actually. You want to create kind of also loyalty within your employees. Because at the end, they're just also want to keep them loyal, right? To keep them in your company. So it's not much different than another membership program. Uh, what about you with your employees? You want to keep them happy, loyal to you create a relationship for long-term. Yeah. So I, I think the same thing, cause like I, you know, working in hotels and vacation rentals, I never like actually got to travel as much, but if I was working for a company, um, you know, yes, the office perks are great, but if the tables were turned and I was working remote all the time and never got to go use the office, you know, happy hour or do these things. Um, yeah, something like bedroom or getting a subscription for this or that, would definitely because it fits my lifestyle now well, it's like lifestyle wise it's more beneficial for that and so that's something i think a lot like um, what i've seen a lot with like covid since april and and all these um you know past few months is that a lot of people are starting to realize the i guess perks that they thought mattered didn't really matter because now they want to live life differently um than they were you know eight months ago nine months ago uh and so that's yeah, that, that's kind of like where I come from. Is like the subscription base would be more of a perk than than anything. Mm -hmm. yeah. well, also, within the subscription, I think the perk is super yeah. important, right? If you're subscribing, you go to a certain level, you want to make sure that you get something extra. If it's in like in a hotel, it's okay. You want to keep the flexibility. You want to get this or if you, late checkout or like a welcome drink or early check-in when it's possible. You want to get something extra as well because if you're a member of a hotel chain or a member of, a, of an airline or a member of a bedroom, you want to get something extra. Just you don't want to be treated as like a normal user because you're yeah. different. You're a member. If you're connected, you're paying to them or you're subscribing to them. If it's paid or not, you just I think you might we feel something. You're expecting something more from Delta because you're loyal to them for a long time. And if you're in the queue and there's one seat left and uh, there's one seat left and there's actually two people, you would expect that it choose for you as a loyal customer, even and yeah. somebody makes a reservation. So this is, I think, also how to manage in this case long-term relationship, and that's in every subscription business is the most important factor is the long-term value, right? How long is the customer staying with you? Because if you're subscribing after one year, you keep investing in acquiring users, doesn't make any sense. So you have to make sure that your churn is as small as possible, is staying as long as possible, of course, because it's. It's really difficult sometimes to convert them, and as soon as they convert and they're just loyal to you, of course they're staying, hopefully forever. Yeah, 
it's, it's value and it's um, the, so the, the perks and benefits are, are why people will subscribe. And then it's the value and, and how you treat them once they're in is how you keep them long-term. Like yeah. you know, airlines, United and, and American are notoriously not good at customer service. But I've got status with Delta. I call in, I jump the line, I ask questions, I get upgrades or flight changes and, and mm-hmm. all that much easier than without status or without you know, the, the perks of being a, a member. Uh, and, and when you travel a lot, those small little perks become big things. Uh, yeah. To your point, if there's mm-hmm. two people left on the plane, I'm getting it and the other person isn't. That's a big perk. I don't have to wait three more hours for the next flight. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the it's the uh, it's it's the member. It's the little details. We talk about this all the time in hospitality. You know, attention to detail. The little moments make the big moments for the traveler. Whenever you're taking care of guests in a vacation rental or a hotel, you want to pay attention to these little things because it makes a difference. Yeah, the big things are great, but if the little things are missed. Then I think we we miss the big picture as a whole. But I wanted to ask you guys because this kind of brings up another. Thing that we talked about last week is um, we talked about big brands, you know, like Marriott, Hilton, IHG, um, you know, how the brand is consistent. You know, when you stay at a courtyard in Seattle, you're going to get the same feel when you stay at a courtyard in D.C. or Florida or wherever. Um, so is this a consistent um, model that is able to be scaled in that sense of you like with membership when it comes to different perks and brands bringing this on? Because we've seen Sonder try it. Um, we're seeing, you know, Oasis and now these other brands that have kind of been dipping their toes in it. Yeah. Right. They have something that you just pay an annual fee and get some extra perks now. Sorry. I think IAG is is launch something. So you're just paying an annual fee at this, I think $200 or so, and then you get some extra advantages. And I think actually if hotel chains are really clever and smart they should push this more because if you're especially when you're paid member i think there's a big difference if you're paid if you have a subscription or just a membership free membership as soon as you're yeah. paying for something you're going to use it and that's i think a huge difference so as soon hotel chains are able for maybe for a couple hundred dollars in this case you get something extra you get always 10 percent discount you always get etc extras the first thing you really think about is go to this area to go to this hotel chain because you're paying to them you paid it for them annual uh, an annual fee so the, this is the first one you consider if you want to make a reservation somewhere. Free loyalty programs, you probably have in five, six different kind of hotel chains. So you're just not really loyal to one because you just have memberships anywhere. So as soon as you have a subscription, I think there's a big difference between subscription and a membership. As soon as you're really paying for something, you directly have a complete different relationship. Yeah. yeah and some, some of the perks you can get through different credit card promotions, right? Um, or loyalty, obviously, but what uh, Michael's absolutely right is if you're a, a member of a customer base, you know, I'm not going to Google and looking at flights. I'm going to Delta and I'm looking at flights. Mm-hmm. You're, back to your, you're figuring out, well, I, I'm not, unless this flight is twice as much as any other flight, then I'm booking with Delta. Um, now, another interesting point, like, I'm curious to get y'all's thoughts on the, the downstream effects of subscription-based mm-hmm. when you know with bedroom, with potentially flights, with potentially Marriott or IHG doing something. Um, 
I see that the biggest direct impact is, is likely to be on the OTAs, right? The, the bookings are no longer flowing through them. And it, it might be a small, small amount to begin with, but if we're looking 10 years in the future and subscription-based travel is norm, like that, that could be a challenge that, that the OTAs have to figure out and, and overcome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and I think from, because when I was doing my revenue management, um, you know, position at a hotel and then also going through school, we talk about how, you know, when you have revenue management, you do nightly rates because there's more potential to increase revenues by adjusting often and frequently. Like we all know this is the more you adjust your rates, the better pickup you'll see with other things. Like you can kind of play the game in a sense when it comes to revenue management. Subscription based, I see, you know, it's a it's maxed out at this certain tier, right? Like let's say you get the top tier and it's twenty five hundred a month. Cool. Well, that's twenty five hundred a month you're getting from that one traveler. Um, and so I think for long term it can't it, I will see this pick up. Like I in my opinion, I see this definitely continuing and becoming a very more common travel trend. But I think we're especially with the boutique like independent hotels that don't have a flag, that don't have you know, Marriott, Loyalty, you know, Bonvoy, any of those, we'll see those continue to stay. Um, and unless, you know, they start pivoting themselves and creating their own subscriptions and joining Bidroom and doing other things like that. But, um, you know, that's, I feel like there's still that one little segment, right? That one little mom and pop side of things that just can't keep up with, with the, the, sure. the big name brands. And, and it's well, for everybody. Like you, you have to travel. Yeah some for it to make sense. If you yeah. travel once a year, it probably doesn't make sense to have a travel subscription. And a large part of the market only travels once or twice a year. But for those yeah. business travelers, if you can if you can buy their loyalty at some even a discount, right? If I, I'm not loyal to any hotel brand, I book whichever one's closest to whatever I'm doing in that city. I'm mm -hmm. a a um, location booker not a, a brand booker mm -hmm. uh, so but if but someone could buy my loyalty if it's going to provide a, a discount for for me during my travels um but it doesn't make sense for for the average person that takes one family beach trip per year to yeah. subscribe uh annually or, or monthly to, to something so there are there's travel is the world's biggest uh revenue generator right or, or at least was yeah. COVID. Yeah. and so without uh there, there's plenty of money to go around i think i'm well, curious think will because you did revenue management right so but even hotel yeah. is like occupied 80 percent right and you're normally your rate is around 80 dollars as a hotel you say i can fill the maybe the other 10 or 20 percent I can fill with maybe nights I gave away for 50 euro to a subscription service. So they're buying from you for 50 euro per night. So they're able to sell it for 1500. Would you do it as a, as a revenue manager? Yeah, as a revenue manager, because like as when it comes to like revenue management, you're not just like, I see it as you have to, you have to weigh out your inventory and your occupancy and like all the different channels. Cause I, you, you can't just like, okay, I see I have 10 rooms left for this month and blah, 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 like you have to, okay, delegate, okay, what channels are picking up? Where are we seeing pace from? What is like, you dig into the, the, the stats that you already have. And then once you do that, then it's like, okay, would I lose money by allowing the subscription or would I gain? 
and it's like kind of a it's, it's a game of poker at the end of the day you're playing cards that you you, you know your hand you you see your comp set you see this and then it's just adjusting but at the end of the day i think for this current time that we're in yeah revenue managers should be taking in the subscription base because um like we were reading in that article um with the cnbc you know hotels even if they're doing subscription they're not like maybe not the the guests aren't traveling for overnight they're just doing it for like using a studio or an office space or doing it mm-hmm. to have meetings and or maybe even rent out like we just had on the podcast last week a hotel that was allowing dayuse.com to rent out whole floors for employees to come and use rooms as their own offices and other things but then not stay overnight and so they're able to then flip the room again so there's all these certain things that can go into it and i think we'll see a little bit more of the like i said it's just like a big poker game when it comes i'm really to... curious as well to the to the, added, to the extra expenses right if you're sitting in your if you're just a nomad and you're sitting all day in your room i guess you have mm. to eat right you have to drink something yeah. so i'm really curious how much if somebody just using your room to work from or as a, as a nomad and you're just staying really yeah. in the in, in the hotel all day i guess they're spending much more as well than when it's a, a weekend traveler or like a city trip and just go out to the city all day so I'm really yeah, curious, maybe your rate is lower, but maybe you're generating much more income for your property because they're just staying because they're working and they don't want to leave the, the work spot and they're just ordering room service, right? So I'm pretty curious what what how much is the, the extra spend actually if somebody paid less but actually stayed in your place whole day to work from there? Because it could maybe compensate yeah. the lower I, rate. I stayed in one yeah, recently in Austin that was renting out, so I, I spent the night, but they were renting out rooms or corporate use, whether it was an individual or a company. And they had like a food package. So you'd have coffee delivered twice a day to your room. You'd have Mm -hmm. lunch brought to your room and it was $25 extra a day. So like it is incremental revenue. And and there are ways once they're on your property to to continue to capitalize them. I I know some of the resort developers, like if it's a $200 per night, room they're expecting that guest to spend 50 percent to 100 percent of the room cost in on-site amenities or services spa golf whatever uh so every dollar that they get booked is two dollars to the to the property essentially yeah i think vegas is even much more i guess right they just do everything to get people (laughs) in the casinos there and spending much more yeah yeah. yeah, no, that's what that's what we saw with this uh, hotel in Chicago. They said they never used dayuse.com or any like these allowed this like opportunity for guests to use a room for a meeting or to work in all day or whatever. But then they did see that they're at the hotel. They got them in the door with a, an attractive rate. And then it turns into, well, I'm hungry. Shoot. Mm-hmm. OK, there's a bar right downstairs. I don't have to leave my desk or my computer. Great. They get there. They spend money at the bar. They walk by the coffee shop. Oh, I should have another coffee before I go up to my meeting. Another coffee. Then their day use is done. Well, the wife and kids are, you know, they're out of the park and I want them, you know, to continue to have fun. So I'm actually going to stay the night. I'm going to get a little bit more work done. I'm going to relax. They're going to have their separate time. I have my separate time. Great. That turned into a nightly rate. Now they don't have to clean. They got extra money out of the room, plus food and beverage, and all these other things. So yeah, you guys are 100%. Like that's exactly um, what from what I've heard from other people that, that they're seeing, getting them in the door and then allowing that to turn into to residual revenue in other departments. 
So we have a question from Jerome. Uh, yeah. Personalization is an interesting opportunity to increase loyalty. Uh, for this to work, you need to know your customers really, really well. Is this a trend? Uh, I think for the really, really good loyalty programs, it, it is already. My, my dad was a super loyal Marriott traveler. And whenever he checked in, they knew that he wanted the room at the top corner of the property with extra pillows, uh, you know, a bottle of water on the bed. And it happened every single time he checked in. Like they're yeah. really, really good at that. Delta knows anytime I travel, I want an aisle seat as far up in the plane as possible. I don't want to be upgraded unless it's an aisle seat. And like they, they've gotten better at this through the years. Um, I think you, you have to be good at gathering and managing data to be able to do this well. And it mm -hmm. certainly benefits the big companies uh, from a, a data standpoint, but the small companies that have the repeat guests, let's say a boutique hotel every month, some executive comes and stays at this boutique hotel. That's an opportunity to have a super personalized, not just digitally personalized, but a yeah. person way, you know, hello, Mr. Slickers. Nice to, to see you again. I know you, you like a can of Coke when you arrive, it's in your room. It's already chilled. Uh, yeah. Those kinds of things blow you away. But this is still yeah. missing also and look in OTAs, right? If it doesn't matter if I search, okay, I just blocking booking.com, but even I want to search to find a place and then book on bedroom. If you're searching it there even then or in Airbnb or somewhere else, it's still you get the full inventory, you get twelve hundred properties in Rome. And if you're booking somewhere for multiple times, they should understand you. They should just understand that I'm looking those kind of properties. I always book is for example, I always book for four star hotel, for example, when it's in the city center in the, in the cities, at the end, they should build more like a profile around you. Right. And this is still, we're working on this now, but it's, yeah, it is, it is, it isn't easy, but if you're expecting of $80 billion a company, yeah, they should be able to, to build something, but you see yeah. there's some players around there. You see like a tree boutique, for example, which is a company from Switzerland. They're really now into also coming more, make it personalized. So you just do request for a city and what they will do, they will send you actually like a complete initiative for your whole journey because they don't want to know who you are. So you have to answer 20 questions before. And I think this is really, this is the future to be honest. And this is also what we pray yeah. now. How can you really understand? And it's more, easy when you have a member base, right? When you understand, okay, this guy, this guest, for the last 10 times you book those kind of properties. Indeed, we just said, okay, specific room or specific kind of property. You always stay in boutique hotels. So why I should offer him a big business hotel in the outskirts, hyper-modern, if he never stays in a property like this? So because at the end, every platform wants to convert, right? So the more personalized you're making it based on his wishes and, and his expectations and history, it will increase conversion drastically. So you said the chains are able, the big chains should be able. Not all of them do do a good, good job so far. Some of them, they, they're learning and they're, they're working on it. But this is there is a huge potential to really create loyalty because loyalty is so important because if they keep investing in your customer all the time to get him back, it costs you much more money than you say, I built something to really create loyalty. It's much cheaper to give this guest a bottle of wine and what he wants than to acquire new members, which are much more cost effective. So yes, I agree with uh, with our uh, frequent uh, listener, Jeroen, that hyper-personalization is really important. Yeah, and I think you both kind of hit the balance on, on two things is that it's a collection of data through through memberships, right? We have, the, we have a graph, we have a visual that we can see 
what these members are doing with their subscription and what they're looking for and how they're using it, et cetera. But then, like you said, that independent boutique, like when I was a manager at the 70 unit all suite property in, in Seaside, that that's what I relied on my staff for. Like they were, you know, there, you know, five days a week, if not more, and they're, you know, pulling extra shifts and they're, they're a team and they're seeing these guests that are repeat consistently. They're seeing Mr. Golden and Mr. Ross and they're, they're understanding that, okay, as these people get there, they're, they know what they're here for, what Amex or what Visa they want to use that check-in and, you know, their, their vehicle's license and, you know, all the other stuff that kind of goes into the, yeah. the personalization. And so it's just, it's a reliance of, I think, data and humans. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it is human, right? You can see this role when in a membership. In, in a membership, you really can see, like, okay, somebody becomes a member and we talk about loyalty. With loyalty, you're not even there yet. It's really important to keep them loyal. But you can see if they become like more like a referral, like a, and they just really kind of just talk about you. What you can see the, the, the next time when I just want to book an airline, I would just go to Delta because Michael's so positive. And this is actually so important. And you can see the same with Netflix, why they're so important, why they're growing so big. They're not advertising so much. What everybody's talking about the series, how it works, what they're launching, new episodes. And this is in every subscription model. You have to make sure that people become ambassadors. And I think that is really important that yeah. you turn members into ambassadors because as soon as you reach this moment, then you can become successful. And if you just have to acquire members and they not engage and then not become ambassador, then you have a difficult job to do. Yeah. And traveling, you know, I, I absolutely love it. And I can't wait to get back to regular travel, but it's still a pain. Traveling is not like it is a grueling gauntlet for, for those folks who spend half of their, their life on the road. And it's all those little things that add up that make it so much better. If I know exactly how many minutes I need to arrive before my flight takes off or that the, the Sky Lounge in Amsterdam is amazing and, and I want to make sure I get breakfast there. Like there's, there's all these little hacks that people who travel a lot can use. And, you know, someone who travels like me, when my wife travels with me, she, she's like, oh, this is really cool. It's so so neat that you know how to do this and this and this. And most people don't, don't understand the process or how to expedite, cut five minutes out here and there, jump the line in this place or that place. And, yeah. and these subscriptions and memberships are a, a very good way of, of doing that. And that's how you buy the, the loyalty. Agreed. Agreed. Well, uh, I think that's a great, great note to end it on. Um, I just have one question for you guys, just kind of for some Monday morning BS. Uh, what's coming up this week? Anything exciting other than, you know, getting ready for next week's show? Yeah, every week is fun, right? Every week you're learning, improving stuff. And I just, it's fun. I, and it's weird. Like with a team, we have Wednesday and monthly, uh, monthly update. We have some new guys. Some of them we never saw. You're going to do it on Zoom. We're going to do Halloween team, by the way. So everybody go will dress probably pretty scary. And this is the thing which you should still do, right? Just uh, try to still, because this is also loyalty, right? With your employees, try to still engage with them when it's possible, because it is not easy for everybody just to yeah. still stay positive. So I think create loyalty also within your, still with your friends, give them a call with your with your employees. I think that's super important those days. So that's my message for today and uh, looking forward to next week. 
Yeah, and Roseler has got a, uh, a mini conference series kicking off this week, which you're going to be a part of, Will, uh, on rentals. So if you're interested yeah. in listening, jump in and, and hear some of the experts talk specifically about short-term rentals. Perfect. Yeah. And don't forget also the I Meet Hotel on the 29th of October if you're promoting anyway. Yeah, What's that? I got, I'm, I'm a part of both <laughs> of your events. So we have cool. an I Meet Hotel event this week, and then we got a Noise Aware event this week as well. It's, nice. it's good stuff. And it's, uh, yeah, I meet hotel. We got destination Italy and then we got return on rentals. Yep. It's going to be great. This is a, a jam packed week, but this is a great way to start off with a nice cup of Joe and talking to you fellas in the morning, <laughs> bright and early. Yeah. I can't wait to see what kind of news comes out this week so we can have a, another fun topic next week. Any, uh, any predictions out there? I'm, I'm thinking, uh, you know, we're probably going to see a little bit more coming from the OTAs. I don't know. What, what, what do you guys think? Any, any quick predicts? Well, I think a lot of firing, unfortunately, I'm afraid. But let's skip this topic because it's not <laughs> nice to discuss this part. <laughs> I'm really curious. Well, what, what we can see, I think this whole human people, like people, it's pretty interesting how now also companies are dealing, what they're doing for their employees to get them engaged, right? You can see some, for example, there's a huge firing or layoff in a specific chain to try to find people somewhere else. You can see what what you get your guide or trip or anyone doing this. Okay, this is the employees, they come available. So the, what you're doing actually to, to keep your people motivated, loyal in those difficult times. So if somebody has a nice topic, of course, uh, inform Will, but uh, let's see. Yeah. Anything from you, Golden? Man, I uh, I love the format that we don't have to necessarily predict the future. We get to react to it. So uh, looking forward to seeing what what guys like Paul are are writing this week. Awesome. Yeah, can't can't agree more. So thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, we will see you next Monday. See you. Take care.